0: Good evening lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Coffee, Candy, and Creatives, the Sunday Cinema Show. Our creative tonight is actor and stylistic filmmaker Keith Sutliff. Originally from Tampa, Florida, he is an LA-based producer, actor, director, and writer. You know Keith from such films as The Refuge, The Mason Brothers, and his current film Cyclops Chronicles, the story of Scott Summers. This episode is brought to you by ThoroughClean Carpet and Tile Cleaners, serving the Central Florida area for more than 30 years. For all of your carpet, tile, and furniture cleaning needs, as well as your sanitizing needs, give ThoroughClean a call in the Central Florida area, 321-729-8198. This episode is also brought to you by Be Unique Brevard, the Space Coast premiere magazine. Head over to beunique.org to get your free copy today. Now... Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage, cuddle up with your host, Puff, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, I'm here with writer, producer, actor, director, incredible filmmaker, Keith Sutliff. He's going to fill us in on his newest project, which I'm kind of excited about, and I'm kind of also ashamed because my knowledge of the subject is a little ancient. It's been a hot minute since I've been into the comic book scene. As as much as I loved it, you know, life kind of got in the way but welcome, Keith. Let's dive right in.
1: Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me on.
0: Your current project is called Cyclops Chronicles.
1: Yeah, Cyclops Chronicles is the story of uh, Scott Summers. It's a uh, fan episodic series that we're doing right now.
0: Well, it's pretty cool. You're kind of taking, and this is where it gets into my ancient history. To me, Scott Summers was kind of undervalued, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we can go back to the the X-Men cartoon where he was the leader of the crew. He was, a, a, you know, an important part of the X-Men. And then for some reason, when it came to films, you know, no shade to Wolverine. But Wolverine kind of became that instead. And I, I wonder, as you're coming to it with your own, you know, with your own project, with your own view on it, why do you think that is? Why, is, why did Scott become less than perhaps what his original storyline was
1: well you know I don't know um you know what uh, when when it gets involved like studios and stuff there's so much politics and logistics and stuff and there's just a lot of a lot of people voicing their opinions and stuff and it depends on the writing obviously the script so a lot of it comes with the writing and you know what the executives want stuff when it came to the whole movies We came out with Fox you know I think Wolverine has a special appeal like um, he has that healing, you know, he has this healing power where he can get torn up pretty much and he heals within like pretty, pretty quickly. And he has these, these claws. He has like a, a unique story on how he got these claws. Uh, but so are these other mutants as well. And Scott Summers does too. Um, but in the comic books, Scott Summers is yes, he's this leader. He's the leader of the X-Men, um, like in the movies, but in the comic books, he's shown as this leader, um, who is really kind of in the forefront of this, this group of mutants, um which isn't seen so much in the movies and that's something what we wanted to portray with this uh, whole fan episodic of um uh, the chronicles of scott summers of cyclops of kind of showing like his back history and you know him through his mid adulthood years and stuff and um really more about him because it's never been done before on a studio level or even like a fan s- series or a fan film right because
0: so. he is he's one of my favorites and right. i think We geek out a little bit. I mean, Scott and his older brother were one of the first students at Xavier Institute. Yeah, and you know, Wolverine just kind of rolls in as an adult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think when it came to like writing uh, for film, Wolverine is—he's sexier. We'll say it. His character is sexier. The bad boy, the trauma, you know, the the horrible past and how he became what he. Yeah, I guess it's more marketable, but. Scott represents the good, I guess, to me of the mutants. He's right. like hero, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And I took him, and that's what you made your series about. I mean, you could have picked any of them and had a, you know, a slam dunk on your hands.
1: Yeah, 100%. There's been, you know, there's been other ones of like rain. There's been ones of Gambit, at least on a fan episodic or a fan film. Uh, I've seen ones of Jean Grey. There's been ones I think of uh, Beast, like Storm and stuff, but there's never been one A uh, Cyclops doesn't get enough love. So, um, you know, we wanted to do this for the fans and for uh, for people to see. And um, as a treat for them, it's for, it's for entertainment purposes only. Like I'm telling people, it's for no money. It's, it's going free on YouTube and other free uh, drink platforms and stuff. So, um, I've, you know, I come from a world of feature filmmaking and this is the first time I've ever done like a, um, a fan-based episodic or any fan-based pr- project. So it was just kind of a special treat that me and some, uh, team members came up with during the pandemic, beginning of the pandemic on, um, something we could do just for, for people and for fans and what would be a f- also a fun passion project.
0: You just took the words right out of my mouth. Definitely passion project, labor of love, uh, doing it for, yourself and for the fans you know right and i think that i mean to be able to express your creativity in such a way and just to reach so many people with it and you're doing it for free like you said i mean you go on yeah. youtube and when does it release
1: um end of april probably around the april 20th or april 25th is what we're aiming for so another month from now but yeah we're going to be continuing this throughout the whole year and uh there's more stuff we're shooting with it so you know there's gonna be a series of episodes
0: in the trailer there. Image of Scott on a cliff and kind of a voiceover narration talking about how he's controlling his quotes symptoms, you know, his mutant symptoms with medications and he just chucks the bottle, right? Right. Okay, so I'm not giving anything away. No, it's- we've seen in the past in film and we've seen, I believe it was, it was either in the comic or it was in the cartoon where there was medications, I think it was an injection that they used. Cure the mutants, or to suppress yeah. powers. It's kind of topical to where you're talking about. He's taking medications to fix something that he thinks, or no, society thinks is wrong with him, right? Right. And we're patient, come on, don't come for me. But I'm just saying, it's it's funny how to get a little deep. Being different is like not a, it's not a sickness, it's not something wrong with you just because you're different than everybody else.
1: Right. And
0: We do try to treat it. We do try to treat it with medicine or therapies or, you know, go the opposite. Uh, People treat it with hatred or, you know, scorn. Mm -hmm. So I love in that little trailer, he made such a statement just by throwing away the medicine. Like there's nothing effing wrong with me. I am who I am and I'm perfectly fine the way I am.
1: Right. Well, oh, you're right. So, I mean, so there's a lot of symbolic symbolism behind that whole part. So, that is so what you saw. That is the first episode. And that was kind of like a cool surprise for people to, they don't know what they're watching until they see the sunglasses off, the, the eyes and the sunglasses, and you hear them with the narration, the voiceover. So, and what's going on? I won't spoil too much of it. But, um, yeah, so that drug, Banshees, in the count books, and that is something they do inject, what enables them to um, control their immune powers, but also it strengthens. Uh, the mutant powers and it um, enhances them Uh, and they they do this in the comic books in a certain series to um, to help uh, fight off this other mutant force of people that are way stronger so uh, that was that that's what that's all about and scott summers in that case is able to control the optic glass in his eyes by taking off his glasses and he has this glare of like red eyes a lot of times in the comic book um, comic books you know Scott Summers talks a lot about in, in the Origins comic and some of the other ones like he wants to be cured of this um, he calls it like a disease of this of his powers and he's trying to get a hold of this uh, surgeon and he's talking to um, Xavier X about it, Professor X and uh, that's when Professor X tells him, "Hey, you have this power you have this gift to lead people you know so this is something you should take advantage of Kind of tells him so he's kind of like in this story, this first episode, it's kind of introduction to this character of you know the chronicles of his, his backstory. Because that's, that's something that people, unless you read the comic books or you're a big fan of comics, you're not going to know about this banshee drug. I mean, maybe, maybe you will, but you won't. Um, but in the, in the episode, he is kind of like basically, um, you know, I, I have these powers and I've been trying to subdue them and, and get rid of them for forever. I, I don't, I've never wanted these um but uh he kind of comes to realize like you know what there's this war going on with mutants and with humans and mutants and i was assigned leader of the x-men for a reason um you know uh, i'm sick and tired of this like uh trying to subdue this it is what it is i am who i am basically and he tosses the medicine vial over the cliff um then he puts the sunglasses back on so and there's i won't spoil too much from there you probably saw what happened but um anyways he's Basically accepting who he is, and you knowing, you know, I'm just going to control what I have as these mutant powers with my sunglasses, the you know, this optic blast visor, and all that stuff. So that's what that's about.
0: And with Scott, it begs the question: You said something about a surgeon. If he got his eyes removed, will have his mutation? Is the mutation running through his body, just exits through his eyes, or is yeah. it right?
1: Well, um, it's all you know. The comics don't really say specifically, but he gets he starts getting these bad migraine headaches after a plane crash with his brother, I and mean, they jump out of the airplane, like original in the old comics when he was a kid. And he gets, he's starts getting these bad migraines, and that's when the late that's when the the, the laced eyes start you know glaring red, and they start the optic blasts start coming through. So um, it doesn't really say. I mean, maybe it's controlled through the head, maybe it's uh, more neurological, but so.
0: Absolutely. I'm thinking brain for sure, especially with the migraine. Charges up.
1: Right, right. So it's probably a brain type issue. So maybe that's in the comic books when he talks about the origins book, he doesn't say specifically how he's gonna get cured, but maybe by some type of brain surgery or something. But um but who knows? That that's just part of the whole it's your interpretation too. That's
0: yeah. the next but um yeah, of
1: course, Scott,
0: you feel for the guy because you can never really like gaze eye with your loved one you know your your lover you also can't have a staring contest you know you can't well i he'd win (laughs) but uh yeah (sighs) it's so funny he's had a rough rough time and the fact that this is what bothers me about the films and again don't get me wrong don't come for me i do love the x-men films that they've made however gene and scott are supposed to be together bothers me so much yeah right and we'll Storm are supposed to be together and then just like ah you guys are killing me
1: yeah no it's um they don't really I know in the X-Men they talk about the, the, you know the story with Phoenix and Cyclops comes out in the later of the of the, uh, the Fox movies but that was a big there's a whole series of comic books of like of Phoenix and the story of Phoenix and the Scott Summers and stuff so they have it's a huge backstory behind that oh, that's
0: crazy but again that's just you know if you're a fan you have to you have to take the punches
1: sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is a different interpretation on the character. This is like in the comic books, he's this badass character. We really want to make this guy like a, a tough son of a gun um, in this in this series who kind of kicks ass, take names, unlike it's kind of shown in some of the comic books he sees like this pretty boy. But in the movies, a lot of people talk about he's really seen as like this pretty boy type of guy. This character in the series we're trying to show is he's, you know, uh, he's a he's a badass dude who will freaking tear you in half. Uh, the leader,
0: exactly. read the comics, or watch the cartoon in like the late nineties. Yeah, he's a complete badass. Yeah, it's like, why was he? You know, why, uh, I could go for right. days on. Uh, speaking of Gambit, um, he's another one that I would like to see get a little more representation. Yeah, I think there's so much potential for him as a main character. Mm-hmm. but I'm afraid it would be the case of who was this guy again? The cards, you know, he's not as well known as say Wolverine or professor X or, and sadly even rogue has kind of taken a backseat. And it's like, I'd really, that's why I was so excited to talk to you because I would love to see these side characters or supporting characters be brought to the front because rogue can be pretty much anybody she touches. Yeah, And that's the end of you. <laughs> she'll take Wolverine, she'll take your powers. And you know, Jean, she'll take your psychic powers. I wish that they would bring more representation for these these smaller characters, right? right. So that's what I going to talk to you about, the
1: Cyclops Chronicles. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have Sula's characters. <laughs> I don't wanna spoil it. Some of those characters will be in this um in the series, will be sprinkled in there. Good. So on both sides. We have we have it's it's it'll be a special treat for people. We don't wanna we wanna surprise everybody. So
0: they'll just have to choose.
1: Yeah, that to tune in and watch. So that's the goal.
0: The end of April, they'll watch it on YouTube. Are you putting it up on uh, Tubi and things like that?
1: Vimeo, Tubi, all those sites, all those free streaming sites, it's gonna be thrown up everywhere. So, so yeah, I hope people you know tune in, watch it, and they enjoy it. Comment on it, see what they think about it. See, you know, that we put some good production value into it. There's a DeLorean in it huh, for Back to the Future fans um for people who like that those that movie trilogy and and that vehicle and um yeah see what see what these people think it's never really been something like this what's really been put out there as like a series or anything so
0: no it's definitely unique and it's it's like it's it's this gift from you to the world it's the gift from you to to movie fans
1: everywhere. that's no what you said that's pretty much it in one line and that that's exactly what it is so that's exactly what it is so i you know it's, it's a gift from, from me and my team, and I hope people really enjoyed it and tune in. So.
0: And it was fun for you to make, probably, I'm
1: sure. Oh, it, oh, it was great. It was, I told people that that location we shot at with the cliff, the Overlook, was supposed to be a different location um, in Lancaster, California, which is right next to uh, Santa Clarita. Um, but we ended up moving to the production because of how windy it was. Um, we were doing like drone shots and stuff, and it was way too windy out there. Um, so we ended up moving into uh, to Santa Clarita to that overlook cliff area where that ocean was. It was the blue water it was perfect. It was a great day out. It was sunny. The wind was great. In that area, it was perfect. So it really worked out for the best.
0: Right. Did you have to go back to the Edison bottle when you were done?
1: Yeah, I had to go find that off the cliff. <laughs> we threw that off the cliff a whole bunch of times during the takes. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> like, hold on. I'll get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. If you know, got to run down and get the freaking bottle.
0: <laughs> we didn't think to get two bottles. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: well, you know, production costs and all that.
1: Yeah. So, well, we, we had multiple, but we don't want to yeah. have all these like these pill bottles laying in the grass everywhere. It's cool. I don't know if drug kids come up here or what. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> well, you know, then you have to throw out a couple of condoms. So, you know, disguise right. what was going on.
1: <laughs> right, right. That too. So.
0: What's
1: up next with you? What do you got going on after this? Yeah, I'm doing a um, subscription VOD release of a series called Suke City. Um, And that's coming out the next few months, like late spring. And that's uh, mainly an Amazon Prime release. Um, And also other streaming platforms like subscription-based, maybe Tubi. I don't know if Tubi will do a deal with them, but um, Vimeo, uh, subscription on demand, video on demand. Um, But basically, it just takes place in the future. And it's post-apocalyptic world. These these two gangs, well, multiple gangs, I'm sorry, multiple gangs have ignited these nuclear bombs and, and uh, set off all these bombs around the world and ravaged the earth, gang fights and stuff, and radiation bombs have killed off most of humanity. So there's a city called um, Suke City, and uh, it controls all these main resources like uh, transportation, water, oil, gas, food, uh, ammo, uh, firearms and stuff. So, um, anyways, there's this gang who is, uh, since the government's collapsed, there's this main gang what's controlling the city and controlling all his resources. And there's this militia former cops who have formed together from um, from the city. And uh, they're trying to regain the city and restore justice and take it back. It's pretty much, that's, that's what I'm working on right now. So, we got a pilot coming out it's in a few months and all the other episodes after that.
0: Sounds awesome. That's one of my, if not my favorite, theme of a show or post-apocalyptic oh yeah like just survival yeah maybe i'm weird but like i love on shows or movies where they have to like go out scavenging
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) and they go and the grocery store shelves are almost empty but they find a can of beans and they're like yeah yeah love it
1: yeah i think i mean it's it's a science fiction type thing i mean people love that type of work the mad max stuff it's um is it a possibility? Absolutely. I mean, no one ever thought a pandemic would happen. So you never know with a World War Three. I mean, look, look what's happening over in Russia. You don't know how that's going to turn out. No offense. It's like, it's crazy. You don't know what's going to happen. So anything's possible in the future. I mean, I hope we're not like alive living in like a world where it's ravaged, you know, like cr- crime. There's no much, there's not much civilization left, but um, you never can you know, never say never. But people want to stay like to watch that stuff. It's interesting. It's intriguing. It's a science fiction, you know, crime, mystery, thriller, action, and people like that. It's entertaining. It's, you know, unique of, like, mystery. Like, what happens if that was our world? So people like to tune into that stuff. So I do, of course, and I'm making this stuff, and a lot of the people like it. So uh, I think it has a, a huge wide of, um, appeal.
0: Well, I mean, how long ago Escape from New York was, and people are still loving it.
1: Oh, love it. Yeah, movie's classic, classic. That's freaking awesome. That's a perfect example. That's like how that's all laid out. That was, you know, really well done movie. But that's like that's a possibility you never know could happen.
0: I feel like if we're gonna go deep, I feel like that's what it would be like. I really do. Like in like Suitcase City, there would be gangs, and you know, just we're in charge of this area and we're in charge of this area. Don't you come in our area because we're gonna kill you if you're not part of us
1: right radical groups Uh, yeah a lot of gangs, radical groups like that type of like you know terrorism even like that stuff of these different cells and groups of people that are yeah like trying to take over and control different parts of the world and stuff and you know everything's collapsed like it's intriguing you know so escape from new york was awesome like it was max you know penitentiary prison it's manhattan's like the hub for all this stuff of this violence gangs and prisoners
0: i saw that you made also a film called the refuge and this one as well suitcase city going back i went i meant to talk about this at the beginning you went to school you went to ucf by the way go nights night. um you went for criminal justice mm-hmm. so then you make obvious moves you know to film it feels like that's peppered in with your filmmaking style is that right
1: yes it is I have family and uh, military and stuff. I love the whole, uh, you know, military, police, law enforcement stuff. So I've always, growing up as a kid, always loved the crime mystery movies, the Heat, Point Break, you know, uh, L.A. Confidential the detective stories and stuff. Yeah, stuff similar like that. So, so yeah, I definitely take, I pull from different things into this, you know, into these types of projects I'm doing. Were you
0: going to go into law enforcement?
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have a little yeah, knowledge of it. So, um okay. you never know.
0: Well, that's okay. My my uncle is, a, or he just retired, was a police officer. He was a detective of Sarasota, or excuse me, Bradenton. Oh,
1: so, okay. in Florida. Yeah, Bradenton. Bradenton, Bradenton okay, this is okay, Things with another Bradentons. Yeah, that's right around from Tampa, right there.
0: Yeah, and so yeah, it's always been like part of the family. It's been. um he would tell us stories and he was, he's a comedian anyway. So even if it was like probably something that was blood curdling or terrifying at the time, he made it like entertaining. He would be an amazing, I wish he would, but he's retired. He's like, I'm not doing anything, but he would be an amazing like writer to like write for like stories, just to write what he experienced because the way he tells a story, he's a great storyteller. So yeah. So that has been in the family mad respect to police officers and people in the military, yeah. Because absolutely. Jesus God, it's got to be tough. It's got to
1: oh, yeah. be tough. Oh yeah, tough job. Yeah, tough. Anything that anything service oriented, uh, tough times yeah. now.
0: But I love that you you went to for criminal justice. You had this plan, and then somewhere somewhere in your brain, you went, you know, what would be fun. You know, it would be cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Full Let's- surprises. Yeah. I moved to Hollywood in 2012. Uh, moved out here in 2012. Um, from tampa and haven't looked back since
0: like what did you go for work or did you just have a wild hair and you were like i'm going to hollywood
1: Little bit of both i mean um i had a plan in place i wanted to get into stunt acting and stuff that was like my main That was one of anything main things. and also was acting in general and i got out here i was booking some roles here and there i don't, i wasn't getting any stunt work it's like that that part of the business is very 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 um, seclusive it's, it's like very hard to get into um it's a very small unit it's a small team out here of different people working in that part of the business, but um I was booking some roles on some features, like here and there, in short films and stuff, just as acting. Um, and I just I got so sick and tired of the grind of like you know having an agent or a manager, hoping that I get auditions or like hoping that a um, you know and other producers give me jobs and stuff. And I wasn't getting a lot of work like what I wanted, so I was like, you know what, I've always loved movies, I've always loved the filmmaking side of the interested in side in that, and um positive directing and making my own contents. So I uh, went to like a trade center in East L.A. And uh, yeah, I learned filmmaking from there, from a USC master's grad and started making my own stuff and started putting myself in my own content and uh, making my own destiny. And that's just kind of been my forte, like how I do my stuff now and moving forward. That's how I've trademarked all my projects. So I make my own roles and directed and all that.
0: So you you pulled a thing and said, fine, I'll do it myself.
1: I'll yeah. Make it. Yeah, it's so saturated here. I mean, it's like there's so many thousands of people trying to do stuff out here. And, you know, everyone has their own marketing plan, their own strategy. And, you know, for the whole audition round for some people, it works. You know, they they book a lot of stuff or they, you know, they meet the right people or they get that they get a really good agent. And the agent goes to bat form and the agent really gets them out some good stuff. and They become, you know, a huge name or, Or But then there's also other sides where. They are the big agency, like one of the top five, and they don't do anything for them, where they don't book any roles. So it's like, there's just so many factors, and um, I've been here for a while, so I've seen it all. Seen all the scams. I've seen all everything, like everything you think of. So yeah, my plan you know, after I came here, I readjusted it to making my own stuff, and I still think to this day that is the best way. Um, as far as putting yourself out there, marketing your content, everything yourself, it's like like if you're going to open up a um you know a shoe store or something like that what are you going to do to let people know besides referrals like you gotta market your stuff you gotta put your stuff out there and really get it out there so this is kind of my my thing it's a business that you're opening
0: yeah it's incredibly difficult i know exactly what you're talking about because if i could be left alone just to do what we're doing right now i'd be absolutely happy but doing all the other stuff selling yourself selling
1: content selling your brand it's exhausting oh my gosh it's freaking it's the hardest thing I've ever done this yeah. the hardest thing I've ever done it's so time consuming and it's so much labor and so many little things and so many things to worry about and think about it and like manage it's just it's crazy like it's definitely the hardest thing I've ever done it is not for people who come out here unless you know somebody directly in the business or have a friend or family who's going to hook you up get ready for the long haul get ready for a long ride and get ready to really work your ass off and really really put in labor and time or get extremely extremely lucky even if you do get extremely lucky you have to capitalize that and keep hustling off of that luck so it's not like it doesn't just usually just keep coming to you some people does very few um but it's 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 extremely hard right
0: you said you wanted to be a stunt man
1: yeah in the beginning yeah i was like when i first came out here i was like i was stunt work was like one of my main things i I want to do stunt work and acting but both so you know, i was trying the stunt work stuff trying to get involved in that and that wasn't working so i just stuck with okay i'll just stick with the acting and i also wanted to do that as well and i stuck with that and um i saw that part of the business and uh you know getting involved in that like i said it's it's very saturated and a lot of these jobs um well, the jobs, they don't pay much. It's very, very low pay. It's like not a lot of money. Not not a lot of money you really live off of in the beginning. And then, you know, the the ones who hold these jobs, the agents who have the big network jobs and studio film jobs, yeah, you might get SAG rate. I mean, it depends on what your agent negotiates, but those can be, for tel- television, they can be a pretty good paycheck. And for films, it depends on your name and a lot of different things. But, um, but, uh, but the acting thing, yeah, it's very hard to to make, you know, good money unless you really build your name up. And then, uh, so yeah, on top of that, that's why going to filmmaking, distributing content and stuff, that's why I went with, okay, I can make money off distributing content and make money residuals off of that, uh, off my own stuff versus just trying to like book gigs and hope for the best with that.
0: And maybe you'll get something. I wanted to clarify that you said uh, stunt work because I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to that started out wanting to do stunt work and have ended up, like you said, become just saying, screw it, I'm going to act. Screw it, I'm going to... One of them ended up uh, working, uh, what do you call it? They're a paranormal uh, paranormal investigator. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yet, yeah, so many people go out with uh, with a dream and then they have to, like you said, they have to adjust it. And I think that's probably a good life lesson is, yeah. you know, some people like to say, if you have a plan B, you're not gonna fight as hard to achieve your plan A, but I'm the whole person. I want, what do you call them, redundancies? <laughs> I want well, backup plans, because God forbid, if you put every, all of your eggs in that one basket, if you put everything into your plan A stunt work, and you got nothing to fall back on, what are you gonna do?
1: No, yeah, no I'm glad, you know, what, I was, this is something you should. I was gonna bring up on. Um, very good point you brought up. Uh, no, 100%. Um, I'm a big planner. Like I come from a family of like military officers and stuff. My dad, and grandfather, were all in the military. Um, and me, and myself, I plan a lot. To, when you come out here, you have to have multiple contingencies in place to set you up, to set yourself up for success, or you will fail. Um, unless you know someone directly in the business and you're getting hooked up from mom and dad who knows somebody or a, a good friend, um, you must have multiple contingencies, or you're gonna fail. Um, When you come out here, this is whether people want to like to hear it or not. I mean, it's like, it's different from other businesses, but it's like, maybe some of the businesses might be the same. It's a logistical war. I mean, you're going to war. I mean, logistically, you're going to war when you come out here. And I I see that of it's every day. It's just like, you have to have multiple plans of ways, plans and methods of attack to, Mm -hmm. to get your content out there and market your stuff and how to, um, how to make money in the business and how to, how to succeed. It's, it's a war. It's like it's like if you're going to war with somebody, you have to have all these logistical plans and backups in, in ways, okay, this doesn't work from this side of attack. I'm going to attack from this way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that and, and try different angles and different things. It's what it is, but it's a business logistical war. I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but it's it's so hard and it's so much labor and it's so much work, so much time. Um, and it's just so hard in general that that's why I call it. It's a freaking war you're coming into What people don't realize like if the ones that aren't serious, they just fail anyway, they drop out and they fail. But if the people who are serious and stay, they find out, hey, I'm in a war. dude. Like it's a logistical war. You know, you're not fighting on the front lines, but you're out there. You're out here trying to grind every day. and It's like, it's freaking tough, man.
0: Right. And you're fighting for your spot. See me, notice me, hire me, pay me. It's like you and, you know, 20 other dudes that look quite similar to you. And it, like you said, it's a luck of the draw. And in Hollywood, don't come for me, Hollywood, but in Hollywood, it comes down to the buck, right? Is he bankable? Is she bankable? Are they bankable? You know, who's going to make the money at the box? Right?
1: Right.
0: This guy that he's been in 10 films, people know his name, or this guy who's much better than this guy, but nobody yeah. knows who
1: Yeah. Great. yeah that's right no it doesn't come down to the best talent it comes down to like you said that's how the studios they place people in these roles it's uh well this guy or girl where they make us money if we put them in the film as a lead or supporting character and uh regardless of their talent Are they bankable And that really comes down to what they've been in prior so what movies were they in what film or tv shows were they in? that's where their value goes up And um and that doggy yeah, dog business
0: it's crazy to me because doing what I do I have seen I can't I've lost count I've seen so many independent films over the past year with actors and actresses that are better that are more talented than these some of these names and I'm like
1: yeah yeah it's 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 well, it's, it's like it's like politics and business like a lot of different businesses it's all what it comes down to not it's not the best person who wins it's it's a lot of things politics luck timing Work ethic. I mean, I tell people here's one thing: what if you do come here to Hollywood? And I'm jumping off top of it, but like, you're fine. What, what, one thing people can't um, challenge or take away from you, or that you have as a, as a huge strength coming in, if you have, it, is work ethic. If you have a really good work ethic and you're willing to work your ass off, regardless of how talented you are, you'll get somewhere here. It might take some time, but um, you know, there's a lot of talented people here, but they don't have a good work ethic. Yeah, so and they drop out or eventually fizzle away or something happens to them. But if you have a good work ethic, you come here, you know, that's a guarantee that, Hey, you can, you could do something here. I don't know what, I don't know. You know, there's no guarantee how your gonna go, but keep working hard every day. And um, it's not always the most talented who rises to the top. That's the most uh, hardworking,
0: most dedicated. Yeah. So you said the end of April for Cyclops Chronicles, the Scott Summers story. Yeah. And a couple months out for Suitcase City.
1: Right. Later.
0: That's awesome. So you'll keep in touch with me. You'll keep me posted on when these release dates are so I can share them.
1: Absolutely. I hope. No, I hope you do. And I hope I can share this interview and stuff on some social media. And um, I'd love for you to share it. Yeah. So the Suitcase City comes out later, uh, late spring, early summer. And then Cyclops is next month and next month. So I uh, hope people tune in and enjoy it both.
0: Where can people find I follow you. Are you on social media? Do you have a yes,
1: website? Absolutely. Uh, for Instagram, Keith Sutliff is my name, and then uh, Facebook, Keith Sutliff. Um, uh, my website's on Twitter, KS Pictures LLC, and then my website's KS Pictures LLC. And also on Facebook, I have my my company uh, handle or whatever on there's KS Pictures LLC. So you find me there, and then you know, there's my my email too. If people have questions, info at kspictureslc.com contact
0: all right look forward to it we will get scott's story out there that's
1: right and let's next- let we'll see it
0: that's right he's a badass you guys you have to realize it's more than the yellow it's more than the yellow and blue and the visor he's got the whole thing going on like migraines i don't know if people know about that because it's not right. really tough but do me a favor next time you do a series like this can you can you focus on Jubilee? Because I don't think she gets enough attention.
1: Of course. Hey, hey, there's there's always room for more discussion for more series episodes. I would love, the main thing I want is people to want to see this stuff. If they want to see it, that's what matters to me. That's the most we came here for is, yeah, we want to come here to make passion and art and make money off our stuff. But the main thing is, is providing entertainment for what people really want to see because there's so much content out there. I mean, no offense, there's a lot of stuff out there, feature films and stuff with people they don't want, they don't, they don't care about it. It's not entertaining to them. So if, I, if people are entertained by fan episodics or something like that, then that's, that's awesome. You know, I want people to want to see it. So yes, absolutely. That would be something that would be in the books.
0: righty Well, I look forward to talking more with you and getting more into, I feel like this could be a conversation for a round table, just films in general and things like that. I would love to invite you to uh, as yeah. it slows down a little bit. We'll talk sure. about it. But everybody, go follow Keith on all of his uh, social media platforms. It's Keith Setliff on Instagram, Facebook, and KS Pictures LLC on Twitter.
1: Right. And my website is that too, as well. That's .com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so
0: much for joining me.
1: Great talking. And um, this is great. And hopefully, mm-hmm. do in the future.
0: That's right. Go nights.
1: Go nights, <laughs> mate. That's right. We go. All
0: right. <laughs> bye, Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this creative conversation. Be sure to follow me on social media. I am Pup Duffy basically everywhere. You can follow the show on Facebook. It's Coffee, Candy, and Creatives. Head over to beeweek.org. Like, follow, and support my beautiful humans over there. Be sure to check out my sponsor. And for your own sponsorship or interview opportunities, please email me at pup4ccc at gmail.com. If you like the music you're hearing, head on over to RaleighKeegan.com and do yourself a favor and buy this album. You can download it or you can have a physical CD. You can also keep up to date on tour dates and future releases. As always, take care of each other, love each other, watch each other's back, and I'll see you next time.